Pass the buckets. You can you can also give online, or actually look at that picture on that screen right there. You can text, dude. Come on, man. Come on. It's been a really good night so far. And I was soaked, man. I was like, uh, what Lauren was ministering and all that. It was like, so the word of the Lord, dude. It was just what Jesus wanted to do. So I'm really excited about that. Um, if you have a Bible, you can turn to Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. And we're just going to, we'll be there in verse 1. We'll get there in a second. But um, yeah, man, I, this is, how many of you guys have, have, like, I mean, I know, like, we, we went to Crux Camp and we, are, we got radically rocked, you know? And oh my gosh, it was just ridiculous, man. I was literally a wreck. I mean, I was still, I, I like, I'm literally changed. Like, my the life that I'm living today is way better because of what God did in my life that weekend. Like, it's really crazy, man. Like, and I'm not even, yeah, it's a new normal, for real. And like, I... I'm not even exaggerating. Like I'm, you can even ask for show. Like, I, like on Monday morning, I'm like sitting there, like you know, just trying to relax or whatever, and like I just like spontaneously start weeping. You know, I'm like, like literally that happened to me like three times that day. Like on the Monday after we got back, and then you know on Tuesday, and it was like I was rocked, man, at the goodness and, and the love of God and and how He thinks about people and all. It's like so much, man. So. Anyway, but here's what also happens is that we also sometimes get hit after that. How many of y'all get hit after amazing God encounters? You're going to get like a spiritual attack, you know? And, and so, <laughs> and we all, this is, the, this is the thing. I've been doing this for a long time, so I kind of understand what's going to happen. And not like I want it to happen. Not like I'm like faithing it to happen or something. But, but I know it's going to happen, and it's just, it's just like whatever, you know? And so, the, you know, part of it is just like I want to be more intentional about getting into Jesus' presence and getting his thoughts about me because the reality is the, the number one way that the devil gets at us is what we think about. You know, and, and, and he'll mess with our heads because our mind is the, actually the battlefield. You know, it's, it's, you know, the Joyce Meyer book, the battlefield of the mind. And, and really, it, the, the enemy is going to come at you probably more than any way in your thinking than he is going to come at you more than it. Because how many know, like, he is a deceiver and he, he you know, and, and the, Jesus said that his native language is lying. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's like, he has been a murderer from the beginning and when he lies, he speaks his native language. So the reality is we know that that's his primary deal. Like, he's going to lie. He's gonna mess with our heads. He's gonna he's gonna do some things to try to trick us. But how many of you know like truth always wins over lies? And so like like it's just so important for us as as believers to like grab a hold of what the Word of God says. I don't I don't mean like reading the Bible like a history book. I mean like reading it like the like the Lord is talking to you through it. You know like and and asking having questions with and asking the Lord questions and stuff. And so. Anyway, I just want to say that because I, you know, wait, show your hands again. How many of y'all felt like you got spiritually hit, like in a bad, like attack on the way back from after camp, you know? So like, look around the room, you know what I mean? Look around the room. Thank you, Jesus. We're not alone. <laughs> and if you didn't go to camp, it's all good. We bring camp to you, you know? Some of you guys got blasted. Uh, <laughs> some of you guys didn't go to camp, but you got laid your get people laid hands on you, and then you got camp, you know, in like a, in like a good 30-second moment, you know? We give you the impartation in a quick 30 second, you know, and you didn't have to pay for that. You know what I mean? You didn't, you didn't have to put a deposit for that. You didn't have to get your thing in on time. You know, you just got it. But this is what I felt like. I felt like what we, what, uh, what Lauren was sharing and leading us into was definitely what the Lord was saying. And this is what I felt. I saw like the breaking of a new dawn in us. And I just, I don't know that that's almost like a prophetic, like, 
like, I don't know what the word is, prophetic expectation. Everyone always is going to say it's a new day, you know. But I honestly feel that, like, as I was standing here doing worship, I could literally see the breaking of a new dawn. And it's when, when we were singing that part of that song where it said, uh, through every rise and fall, we are forever yours. And there's something about that that's so important for us to grab a hold of tonight, that there is actually a breaking of a new dawn, you know? Like, this is a new day. This is a new time. And, and Isaiah 60 says, by the way, this is called a fireside chat. So this is where I just talk from my heart and just tell you whatever has been kind of kicking around in there. And, and so th- this is the deal. Like, uh, Isaiah 60 actually says in verse 1, Arise and shine, for your light has come. And if you read that in the Amplified Bible, it says, Arise from the prostration with circumstances and trials and tribulations have held you, something like that. And basically he's saying, you got to get up out of your mess, you know what I mean? And so that you can shine with the good things that God has all over you. And and what I think is so important for us is is I actually believe that not only... Not only is God uh, giving us this sense of there's a new dawn, there's a new day, it's a new season for some of us. It, this is what it doesn't mean. It doesn't necessarily mean that your life is going to be perfect. And that all the circumstances that you've ever wanted in your entire life and dreams since you were three years old are going to happen. This is kind of not really the word of the Lord right now. At least that's not really what I'm feeling. But I actually feel like it's going to be a new way of thinking for you. Which actually produces a new perspective. And then it allows you to appreciate any circumstance that you're in. Not just the ones that you like. Yeah, that was a really good word. And because sometimes we're like, well, when all the situations come into alignment with how I like life, then I'll be happy. But how many of you know you've been waiting for a long time for that to happen? You know what I mean? This just doesn't happen all the time. And sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't. But the reality is that can actually happen for you every day when you learn to appreciate the season that God has placed you in right now. Like, I love where I'm at. Is it hard? Yes, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if God has me there in that moment, then that means that's the best plan that he has for my life. And if that's the best plan he has for my life, then I should be appreciate God because he knows what he's doing. I lean not on my own understanding. <laughs> my life is in the hands of the maker of heaven. Right? We just sang that. I think we just sang that. Did we just sing that? And I agree with that, man. I agree with that all the way. There's something about the arising and shining. It's a, it's a new day. And what if the new day isn't all my circumstances got into the situation that I want to be? What if the arising of a new day is I actually see differently? And I actually think differently. And actually, uh, the mind of God has gotten into my mind. And I, actually, I can actually see amazing things in every circumstance. What if we were able to actually think like God? I'm leading you into Colossians 3 right now. What if we were actually able to think like God and that through every rise and through every fall, we saw the beauty in it? What if we thought like Jesus, where Jesus actually loved every single person and he was able to speak exactly what they needed to hear and all the time. And he found what we call finding the gold in people. How many of y'all know like, like Jesus wasn't fault finding, but he was gold mining when he went around and talked to people. <laughs> Jesus wasn't out there going like, how many, let's, let's see, how, many, how much bad stuff can I find about, you know, Nicodemus or whatever. It's like he, he actually found value in people and communicated from a place that he wasn't fault finding, but he was gold Gold mining in the midst of people's dirt in their lives. You know this stuff. But this is Jesus. This is how he thought. Because how many of you know your words come from where you're thinking from? And out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. This, that's Jesus. I'm quoting Jesus right there. Out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. And so, so stuff that comes out of your mouth is just stuff that's already been inside of you. 
And what if we could tap in to the heart and the mind of God that when we talk, he actually, that's actually what the Father would be saying. That would, that would be a really good life right there, man. What if he gave us his thoughts? And what if he gave us his heart and his mind so that when we function, we don't join in on the craziness that's going on with the presidential debate, Facebook comments, Facebook wars, right? But we're actually finding gold in someone that we are finding offensive. We actually go like, you know what? I may not agree with what Hillary says, but here's a few things that I like about her. And I may not agree with what Trump says, but there's a few things that I like about her. Because I don't have the mind of me. I have the mind of Christ. And Jesus actually found value so much so that when he was dying on the cross, he thought of Hillary Clinton. And that's the Bible, man. And we sometimes as Christians make excuses because they got this issue, this issue, this issue. I'm not saying you have to vote for them, but I am saying that if we're going to follow Jesus, then we should love them. And if we don't love them, then we have something in our hearts that's not God. Because there's absolutely no evil in his heart towards Hillary Clinton. There's no evil in God's heart towards Trump. There's no evil in God's heart towards, you know, anybody, Ben Carson, whoever, you know what I'm saying, Burn. Bernie. <laughs> there's, there's no evil in God's heart towards these people. And what if, what if the, the Christians actually got the mind of God on the matter and didn't blow up their Facebook feeds or comment on other people and get into really lame arguments fighting people? How many of y'all know that's low-level thinking and that's low-level living right there? Engaging in, in set, like this useless arguments that aren't going to help anybody. But wait, 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 arise and shine. For your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. We can be a light in the midst of it. I'm using that because it's a hot topic right now. And I'm probably pushing buttons right now in people's lives. But this is the gospel, man. This is Jesus didn't just save us so that we could feel good. Like he saved us so we could be transformed and have his mind and have his heart and be in heart connection with him. And then, and then it's like when my heart is connected to his, what's in his heart is getting into mine. And all of a sudden, hate has to leave my heart. Do you know, this is crazy. This actually happened this weekend. Sunday night, if you were at the Fire and Glory outpouring in the conference, we, got, we, we, got, we started with one song and then went to a two song and then stayed there for like an hour and a half or something. Yeah. And this is the reality. I mean, when you're in the mind of God, you have to, you got to realize that God actually wants to release something on the earth. So that's why we stayed in songs and that's why they changed the set list. And you didn't know that, but I knew that. But this is the thing. They, they played some songs that they didn't plan to play tonight because God actually wanted to get something into the atmosphere sphere and he wanted to accomplish something in your life that's why this that's why those kind of things happen and, and we're going to stay on the song until the thing that god wants to say is fully released in the atmosphere into the earth and so we stayed on intercession for a long time fighting for us the song fighting for us it turned into we are going to intercede right now and it turned into this crazy intercession moment this is what you guys don't know yet though what you don't know yet is that when jeremy made a decree and he spoke and he decreed peace over the race wars that are happening in our nation did anyone know that on monday morning let me just pull up this this quick little testimony right here on monday morning the day after he decreed peace between the races there was a meeting held guess where in san diego where the international police chief apologized to minorities over the dim- dis- discrimination over history. The discrimination of the race, race wars, uh, the international police chief apologized for it. Wow. 
And guess, I'm just, I'm just going to go out on a limb here and just assume that what we release in the atmosphere on Sunday night got in the, in the realm. The, the thing that God wanted to accomplish, because it was in His mind, and, he, and it got somehow into our minds, and we released it in the earth, that actually the police chief, and it was held in San Diego of all places. The international police chief just declared an apology over the race issues that are going on. And you can see it. There's an article Susan Taylor sent me. It's on CNN, you know, whatever. That's crazy, man. That's the mind of God getting into the mind of his people. Instead of going on Facebook, they're like, well, I don't think they should be saying that. And that's not really right. I'm on the cop side. And I'm on this side. I was like, wait, 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 wait. How about peace? <laughs> How about blessed are the peacemakers for these are called the sons of God. <laughs> and, and instead of taking sides, we're being bridges between sides. Are you with me tonight? This is, we're getting, we're tapping into the mind of God. This is how we change the world, man. We're like, I want to love people. Well, this is how we love people. We get God's mind and we get his thoughts and our thoughts and then we function from that, from that realm. Are, are you at Colossians 3? I'm not even at Colossians 3. I want to, uh, this is the deal. My whole, my whole thing tonight, if I actually, uh, you know, I, I, I know it's technically called Fireside Chat, but th- honestly, if I give this message a, a title, it's going to be called Thinking from Heaven. I want, to, I want to talk to you tonight about thinking from heaven. And, and, and this is, this is a, here's a question. Because God, the Bible says that God is love. What does love think about? What does love think about? And what does love ponder? Come on, like, like this, is, this is like, wow. This message is, is intentional to provoke and inspire you to discover the mind of God. This is the, I, am, I am intentional on this tonight. That I, I, I hope that at the end of this night that you would feel provoked and inspired to discover the mind of God. And so this is, this is Colossians 3, and I'm just going to read from verse 1, and we'll, we'll see where we go. And I don't even know if this might even turn into a part 1, part 2, just based on time. But this is what it says. If then you were raised with, with Christ, seek those, those things which are above. Everyone say above. Above. Where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Verse 2, set your mind on things above. Everyone say above. Not on, not on things on the earth. And he, he, this, is, this gets in some crazy theology. David Knox will help you out with this later. But it says, for you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. So when Jesus died, we died. And, and when he was buried, we were buried. When he rose again, we rose again. And when he ascended and sat at the right hand of the Father, guess who also did? Me and you. Verse 4, when Christ, who is our life, appears. That's, mm, that's like worth the price of admission for you coming today, right there. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Verse 5, therefore. Now, every time there's a therefore, you got to look before so you know what it's there for. And, and it just told us what, what it was. You, you think God's thoughts. That's a summary. Therefore, when you, when you got that mindset, put to death your members which are on the earth. And then he tells us, he clarifies, what is he talking about? Fornication, uncleanness, passion. And that's obviously not passion for God. It's, it's, it's like, a, uh, like a lust. You know, what other translations have a different thing, word there. Evil desire, covetousness, which is idolatry, which basically is the deifying of self and other created things instead of God. Oh, that was good. By the way, fornication, which is having, you know, sexual interactions outside of marriage, isn't just bad. It's actually idolatry because you're deifying self or other created things other than God. 
works. And now we know why God doesn't like it, because you're saying that other things are God and not Him. Wow. Whoa, that's the Bible. <laughs> Verse 6, Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming on this, upon the sons of disobedience, in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. I mean, oh no, that's, just look at your neighbor and say, that, that's B.C. That is B.C. Don't mess with me. And you can rhyme if you want. <laughs> Verse 8. But now. Everyone say now. now. But now you yourselves are to put off all these. And then he tells us again. Anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Be like, I, I can still cuss. Well, I don't know. Colossians 3 8 said, Take that filthy language out of your mouth. You know, like your grandma, take that filthy language. You want to put soap in your mouth, boy? You know. Anyone ever got soap in their mouth when they were kids? All right. Yeah, yeah that's a struggle, dude. That is a struggle. You can't do that nowadays. People get like, CPS. You know. Anyway. But he says, but remember, the, the therefore is there for a reason, and it's because you're supposed to set your minds on, on higher level thinking, and that when you set your minds on higher level thinking, all these other things, eh, they should be dying in our lives. They should be dead. Because we were dead. How many times in Romans 6? Nine. Nine times. <laughs> Anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie, verse 9, to one another. Since, <laughs> since, ah, oh, this is so good. Since you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcised nor uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, or free, but Christ is all and in all, which, by the way, is where the youth group defined by Christ was named from, right there in the Message Bible says, because everyone from now on is defined by Christ. Verse 12, therefore, oh, there's some more therefores, as the elect or chosen of God, holy, which means set apart for sacred use, and beloved, which in that context, the Greek word agapetos or something like that, literally means favorite, and it means, like, like yeah, like God really picked you out because he has a lot of love for you. That's who you are. Remember, whenever, whenever Paul tells you to do something, he's going to remind you of who you are because what you're about to do is coming out of who God says you are. So he says you're chosen, you're holy, and you're beloved. And this is what these kind of people do. They put on tender mercies or compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, or patience. Verse 13, bearing with one another. Oh, man, bearing with one another and forgiving one another if anyone has a complaint against another. Just like Christ forgave you, so you also must do. But all, above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, in which also you were called in one body and be thankful. When it says, let the peace of God rule in your hearts, the Message Bible translates it, uh, let, let peace rule like an umpire in your hearts. I mean, I don't know, like the umpire regulates the game. You know what I'm saying? And when peace is regulating what's going in and out the door of your heart, come on, that's, that's, that's letting the peace of God rule in your heart. You're like, oh, I don't agree with that because that's going to that's gonna wreck this peace in here. So I'm just going gonna, gonna to back off. I'm going to not let that in my heart. You know, Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. So you're the one that's in control of letting your heart be troubled or being afraid. And, so he's, and then he tells us right here, he says, let the peace of God rule as an umpire in your heart. Let, in other words, let the peace of God call the shots. I'm not going to get into this argument right now because the peace of God doesn't really want that in my life. Yeah. You with me? I'm letting him call the shots, the peace of God. Are you making, are you, is this making sense to you guys? 
And verse 16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Which, by the way, is what we just did. I lean not on my own understand. Daniel is teaching us Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 right there. That's, what, that's literally what she, we literally did Colossians three sixteen a little bit ago. Teaching one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. And verse 17 will end here. Whatever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Whoa, that's a lot, man. That is a lot. But here's the, here, here's the context when I'm bringing this. We are learning to live from heaven. We're learning to think from heaven's perspective. Because I mean, you know, we've already grown up uh, living from earth. We, are, we've already, <laughs> we didn't need any help, you know what I'm saying? We didn't need any help, you know... Uh, dealing with vengeance stuff. You know, I'm going to get back at you, pay, pay back you, you know, like all that stuff. We didn't need help learning all that stuff. It's just culture. You're living from earth. That's how earth lives. That's the, that's the earthly realm. That's just what happens. We didn't, we didn't have anyone, you didn't need anyone to teach us. But now we know we've already experienced it. But when we got saved, we became a new creation. And now we have the ability to live from a higher reality. There's always a higher reality than what we see on the earth presently. And this is so important. This is actually what the renewing of the mind is. And it's when we start thinking like Jesus, we start thinking like God. And here's the deal. This, this mind is where we actually start believing the, and thinking the best for people. In other words, we have people's best interests in mind. One thing that I loved about Mahesh Chavda is he said this phrase, and it stuck with me. Even today when we're on campus doing outreach, which, by the way, was amazing. We have a video of it. We'll show you later on. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. But here's the deal. The glory is always broadcasting. That's what he said. Mahesh said, the glory is always broadcasting. And it's always broadcasting good and blessing over people. And I started going like, oh my gosh. So I was talking to Jamal, which you can't make it on Thursdays right now. But so we were talking on the way back. And I was like, dude, this is crazy. Because how many know sometimes when we're trying to, you know, prophesy to people and stuff, we're like waiting like, uh, I don't have anything. And even in those moments, me and Lauren were joking about this because, like, this girl, this girl's like, because we, we, we were, like, prophesying and giving words of knowledge to all these people on the women's basketball team. And, and, and this poor girl was standing there. We got everybody except for her. And she's like, yeah, yeah, you haven't done me yet. <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, we did, I didn't have anything. Lauren didn't have anything. Y'all didn't have anything. Like, we were, we were like, I don't have anything right now. And so I was like, well, you know, we're just – we're just letting it simmer, you know, like a crock pot is better than Mickey D's, you know what I'm saying, like, we just let it simmer, it takes longer, so, you know what I'm saying, so, and that's all I said, because I literally did not have a word for her, and and then, and then literally, we just randomly started making conversation with other people, because another girl came up, and she wanted a word, and it was crazy, man, and, and the point of this is, though, I started realizing, the glory is always broadcasting. So even if I don't have a word, God has a thought about her. Yeah. How many of you know God is always thinking about us? Yeah. And, the, and the, the Bible says that, that his thoughts outnumber the grains of sand on the seashore. So I'm like, Lord, drop me some grains. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I need a grain right now, Lord. Give me a grain. I feel like an idiot right now. I made up with some random thing about a crockpot. Help me, Lord. But the, the glory is always broadcasting, and it's always broadcasting blessing over people. Wow. And so, like I said, Jesus wasn't there fault finding, but gold mining, and that's what we were doing. So I didn't have anything just yet, but then all of a sudden, God dropped a thought in my mind about her, and then it was, I don't even remember, honestly, it was so many people, but like, dude, I just had one random thought, and then it, it was like the tissue box. You know, you pull out one, the next one comes, and we're just like, oh, there's more thoughts. <laughs> there's grains, you know. And, this, and, and, all, and, the, and the people got rocked. But this is so.
start, this is thinking the best for people. In other words, the glory is always broadcasting the best for people. God's, God's preferred future for their life. God's vision and dreams about his life. And if we can tap into the heart and the mind of God, then we can always be prophesying machines because God has a lot of thoughts about people. In other words, I used to function from the realm that like, if I have something, I'll go with it. If I don't have anything, then I don't have anything. Sorry, you know what I mean? But, and, and I think that there's an importance of saying, I'm going to do what the Father's doing and I'm going to see what he's doing. But I mean, you know, like my relationship with God, like Father, like I'm going to put a demand on this because yeah. you, I know you have a lot of thoughts about this girl right here. <laughs> yeah. And and so it was awesome, man. And then all of a sudden, you get in that realm of His presence, and He just starts talking, and it was like a river that was flowing. All all three of us, or four of us, uh, Yar and, and Lauren and I and uh, and Jamal, we're like prophesying machines, not because we're like you know super special, or whatever. But just because we tapped into God's heart and his mind and we started thinking his thoughts and started delivering things and people were, it, it was crazy. It was really, really awesome. So this is the deal. We're thinking from a higher reality. When, you know, you know that your mind is renewed when impossibilities, actually you're not intimidated by them. You get encouraged because God's about to break through in people's lives. You know that your mind's being renewed when breakthrough is a normality. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and things of like integrity and passion and purity and honor and gratefulness uh, and all these different things like the supernatural. All this becomes normal because you're not thinking from an earth level. You're thinking from heaven. Remember, verse 1 said, since you have been raised with Christ, set your minds on things above. He's saying, when, we, when Jesus died and was buried and rose again, remember he raised us up and seated us with him in heavenly places. That means we're actually in heaven right now. I don't even understand how that works, but I know it's in the Bible. And he, we are actually in heavenly places with God, and we actually have the ability. How many of y'all know, if Dad wants to talk to us, he just goes like this. Because <laughs> we're at the right hand. He wouldn't do that, because I, I don't know who's on the left, you know, but we're on the right. And he said, he just... <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, I'm telling you, there's a reality that we can step into and not get sucked into the world around us. This low level, you know, all, this, all those things that Colossians says to put to death, that's normal in the earth level. But in the, in the higher realm, it says, just like you are chosen and holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with com compassion and humility and gentleness and patience, bearing with one another, forgiving each other. And if there's any grievances, just forgive each other, just like Christ forgave you. That's the higher realm of living. That's thinking God's thoughts. And how many of you know this? Like, like, sometimes we get in these atmospheres, or we go to camp, or we have encounter moments, and we're like, I love everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, Michaela was just saying that, right? I, like, I want to hug everybody right now. Like, I can't even tell you guys. Like, I missed you guys so much. And I still, I mean, I'm here, so it doesn't count. I, you know what I mean? Like, I, I can't miss you now because I'm here. Yay. But I'm, I literally missed you guys so much, like, over that last week because we didn't have an official crux service, you know? And I missed you guys so much. And I missed what God did. And I, I just, I was just so, like, overwhelmed with love. And I was like, I, you know, like, I'm like, this is why God said it's not good for man to be alone, you know? Like, it wasn't just about a wife or, you know, a husband or something. It is like the community of the family of believers. I love being a part of a group of people who go hard after God, you know? Our new hashtag is we go harder than before, you know? Like, it was we go hard, but now it's we go harder than before. Like, I love being a part of a, of a community where we're just running after God. And, and you know what? There's, there's, it's, it's like a whole community of, of hungry ones, and there's imperfection in the midst of it but we don't even focus on that because we're so focused on Jesus and the love that he has for each other it's just like oh this is so beautiful man 
And I, and I was like, that's what I'm trying to tell you. Like, I literally feel like I'm living a different life now than I was two weeks ago. Because my mind has been, since then, I've been raised with Christ. I should set my mind on the things of love and live from a heavenly reality and not just a lowly earthly past. You with me on this, man? Like, I missed Mark James so much. You don't even know, he doesn't even know what I've been doing. Some of you guys know what I've been doing. I, get, I got up on my Apple Music and I Googled, so, you know, I, I got some rap instrumental beats and I rap by myself in my truck because I don't have Mark to rap with right now. I did, I'm telling you the truth right now. You could ask Rochelle, you could ask people. Because he had a beat on his phone at camp and I'm like, dude, give me that beat. Give me that beat right now. And then we just float. And so, dude, like, I, I'm like, I'm in my truck. I just play. I'm like, I don't even listen to music now. I just play rap beats. You know, I'm like, and this is me driving my car like, yeah, uh-huh. Be on the clouds of all my religion. God has broken through and break down my sin. You know, all that stuff, dude. It's crazy, man. It's really crazy. <laughs> Oh, here, turn, turn to the left a little bit in your Bible to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Are you okay? Is this okay with you guys? You, we're, we're having a fireside chat. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and I'm just going to look at verses 1 through 4. He says, And I, brethren, when I came to you, I did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I was with you in weakness and fear and in much trembling, verse 4. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. And look at, the, I want you to hear this verse. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 5. He says, That your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Yeah. This, is, this is Paul saying that I don't want you, like we were actually supposed to put our faith in the realm of the glory, the power of God, and not in human wisdom. Like our faith is supposed to be anchored in the supernatural nature of God. Yeah. This is what the Bible actually says. Like I, I get it. Like, you know, they had a nice speech and I got moved and my emotions were tugged on. But at the end of the day, Paul is telling us to, to a wild church. This was a wild church. And he said, listen, I preach to you Jesus Christ, Him crucified, and I show you the power of God. Because I didn't want you to think that it was me and this eloquent speaker. Like, I wanted you to see the power of God. And I'm coming into a place personally in my own life where I'm realizing, like, I have worked so hard to be good and to be the best at everything. And I realized that I actually didn't have to do that. Now, there's something, there's, in other words, there's a difference between perfection and excellence. And, and perfectionism is killing, it's religion, it's, it's killing us, man. Because it's us trying to be perfect for someone or something to prove something. I don't have anything to prove to anybody. Because God already gave me all the affection I could ever need in life. And, and, and you know what I'm saying? And if I need help in that, I have my wife to help me. I have people like Dominic to help me. You know, like, to let me know, like, bro, you're loved. Calm down. You know, like... And, and the reality is, is that sometimes perfectionism kills us. We get so overly exhausted in our hearts because we're trying to be something that we're not. And excellence is doing the best with what you have with all your heart. That, we, that was the last verse we read in Colossians 3. Whatever you do, you know, whatever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of Jesus. That's excellence. Like when I come, you know, I, I'm put, I put my entire heart into everything that I do. But there's a fine line between perfection and excellence because perfection, you're trying to prove something to be somebody that you're not or whatever. But on excellence, you're doing the best with what you have. You see, do you see the difference there? C coming from a place of I'm fully loved. Perfection is I hope they love me 
excellence is, I know I'm loved. And so, man, I, I really want to honor God with everything that I have. Because he's, he's given the best for me. I want to give the best for him. How I many I know those are two different realms we can live in right there? And I, I, I just think, man, wow. So Paul's preaching and he says, listen, I don't, I'm not going to go here and try to like do it like this eloquent speech and all that stuff. How I many know Paul could do that? He was, he was, if you know his history, we learned from Dominic that he was a Pharisee of Pharisees, a Hebrew of Hebrews. He was the top-notch Hebrew dude back in the day. He could give you a speech if you wanted a speech. He could even brag to you about all the good things that he's done, but he's like, all that is trash. And I'm coming to a place where I'm realizing, like, I don't have to prove anything. I just, I just got to work with the Holy Ghost. If I work with Him, it works every time. Yeah. <laughs> and my reputation is Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Because like, you're going to get a taste of Jesus and you're going to get rocked. And it's not me. You know, I can't take the credit for anything because all I did was follow what he told me to do. You know what I mean? That's, that, that eliminates all that pride issue and the whole thing of taking glory to yourself because I, it's impossible for me to put my hand on you you get healed. It's impossible for me to wave my hand like this and you go flying and shaking on the ground. Like, that is impossible for me to do. But if the Holy Ghost wants to do it, <laughs> and I tap into his mind and I get on the, then he, he gets all the credit, right? And the only thing that I get in is, dude, I got to be a part of that. That was amazing. <laughs> That was good. Yeah. <laughs> and Paul is telling us, listen, he's saying, I actually want you to put your faith not in what a man says, but I want you to put your faith in the Greek word is dunamis. I want you to put your faith in the extraordinary miracle working power of God. That will change everything. Because now we're not trying to search around for anybody who has a good thing to say, although wisdom is important. Now I'm going like, I need the Holy Ghost more than anything. Jesus said in John 15, apart from me, you can do nothing. It pulls us on a dependence on God. And what it also does is it levels the playing ground because now God can go flow through all of us. <laughs> it's not like, oh, this dude has a degree, this dude did. No, no, no. You all can seek God. You all can be hungry for God. You all can read the word. You all can pray. You, you all can fast and, and ask God for more of his presence. In his life. You all can do that. It doesn't require someone of eloquence who got a degree. Now the playing field is level because now everyone's accessible. Jesus, Joel prophesied that he would pour out his spirit upon all flesh. So, so are you following me on this? This is thinking from heaven. This is thinking from the realm of God's glory. This is getting our minds up to a higher way of thinking. God, when you're in the realm of his power, the, the anointing and all that, you think differently. And I want to encourage you, that's the real you. It, you know those moments when you're getting all of a sudden you're like I know we're supposed to call out the gold and you become the most emp empowering encouraging person in the world when you're praying for people and all that stuff like there's no impossibilities you know you're, you're a champion and, like, yeah. and you're like dude I feel awesome right now because that's actually the real you yeah. the, the other parts that you experience are, are just they're, they're just you know they're phantoms, you know? They're not really who you are. It's just, it's not really you. It's like sometimes we're like, I hate life, and I'm driving on the freeway, and blah, you know, like this, all that stuff, and we get all crazy. That's not really you. That's not really you. It's just, it, you're just visiting the old person for a, you know, period of time. It's just not really you. And we have to start thinking from this realm and start realizing that is the real us. Colossians 3 tells us how to do it. And I've still, I'm still only on page one. Lord Jesus. Oh, when we got saved, it was actually supposed to change our perceptions and to change the way that we process things. You, you with me on that? Like we're, we, okay, I want to say it like this. God doesn't process from, and God doesn't move from doubt or fear. 
doubt and fear aren't God's go-tos. Now, let me break this down, because sometimes, this, maybe I'll try to make it practical. Like, like, say, like, for example, our car right now is like, you know, uh, Rochelle's car kind of has some issues. <laughs> transmission started making some weird noises. We took it in. Apparently, the axle is not even really fully connected to the transmission. In other words, it's in bad condition. And honestly, dude, I, my, some of my first thoughts weren't, oh, well, God will just give us a new car. Because that would be the higher realm of thinking. <laughs> that would be like the breakthrough realm of thinking. Like Jesus, you know, if he can, if he can just like pull tax money out of a fish's mouth, you know what I'm saying? Like he can hook a brother up with a car. You know what I mean? And my thoughts weren't that. But sometimes, this is normal for us sometimes, where we go like, oh man, how am I going to pay this bill? I don't have this much. I only have, I only have X amount in my savings and it's this much money. And I, I can't do this. Or man, how am I going to do this? How are we going to pay payments? We're going to get a new car. We're going to pay payments. Is it going to be like $1,000? Like, I don't even have that. How much, I'm going to have to charge it on my credit card. And all of a sudden, wait, wait, wait. We started from earthly low level. One, wait a second. I could like lift my, since I've been raised with Christ, I should set my mind on things above. There's so much breakthrough in heaven. Yeah. And God could actually just hook, God could just go like, you know, tell some dude, whatever, and whatever it is, say, hey, my son Andrew and my daughter Rochelle need a new car. You think you can do that for them? And then, dude, <laughs> and he could even tell them my address so we can come home and there's a bow sitting on my front, on my, on my brand new Toyota 4Runner. <laughs> Whatever. I'm, I'm just, that's a random example. That's just what's going on in my life right now. But I'm just trying to say, we're supposed to process things from up here, not from, well, this is just what everyone else does. That's why we do well, I believe in, 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 in doctors and medical stuff and all that. I believe in that. Like, we just, it took my son in not too long ago, like a month ago. But the reality is, the first thing I'm going to do, I'm going to come up here to the higher place. I'm going to say, Daddy, what are you thinking? Okay, I'm going to lay hands. You know what, you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to decree healing. I'm going to decree breakthrough. I'm going to decree blessing. Because that's where I'm called to think from. And God's go-tos are that. He, he, God's go-to isn't, doesn't start with fear, like, how am I going to handle this? Right. God's go-to is, ah, oh, I got a plan. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I got something in, in the, it's in that crock pot thing that Andrew was talking about. It's been, <laughs> it's been brewing up for some time. <laughs> that probably was from the Lord, I don't know. It's, this is the deal. It's not just renewing our minds to some other form of, uh, of better morals. Like Christianity isn't just another form of better morals for life. It's, it is literally renewing our minds to think like God. Now here's practical thoughts here. Like how did Jesus deal with life-threatening storms? How did Jesus need, deal with needing to pay taxes? How did Jesus deal with a stressful situation? I mean, oh, finals are happening right now, next week, all that stuff. How did, how did Jesus deal with stressful situations? How did Jesus deal with devils? <laughs> he didn't counsel them out. He kicked them out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> how did Jesus deal with sickness and disease? I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying counseling is wrong. I'm just saying, there's, yeah. you with me? Yeah. Sometimes we go straight to earthly help, and we got to go, where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. How did Jesus deal with Judas? I mean, we all, we all got different people in our life. They ain't called Judas, but we would like to call them that. You know what I'm saying? 
And then on the positive side, I'm just provoking you. I want, I'm not going to give you every single answer. I'm provoking because I want you to pursue the mind of God for yourself. How did Jesus pray? Like, how does Jesus, what did Jesus' prayer life look like? It was pretty attractive to his disciples because his disciples were like, hey, can you teach us how to pray? Yeah. Apparently their prayer life was nothing compared to his, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, I'm done eating Mickey D's. Can we go to, you know what I mean? Like, I need to talk to you. How did Jesus encourage others? How did Jesus believe in people? This all came from how he thought. I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, I was listening to this, this teaching on, on worship. And there's this verse in Hebrews 2. And I forget what, I think it's 2.12 or something like this. It actually prophesies about Jesus saying that Jesus actually sings. It says, in the congregation of the people, I will sing praise to you. Jesus, this is crazy. This is, this is Hebrews 2. Jesus, in the midst of us singing praise to God, guess who joins with, with us? Jesus actually comes in and sings with us. Then I started thinking this. What kind of songs does Jesus like to sing? And me as a songwriter thinking like, what kind of songs would Jesus write? Would he write the songs that I'm writing? Oh, you know, sometimes we're asking God for things we already have in our songs. Would Jesus, you know, you know what I mean? If Jesus was writing the songs, if Jesus was, was singing praise to his father, which we know he did after he took communion with the disciples on the Last Supper, they said they went out and they sung a hymn and went out to the Mount of Olives. What did Jesus sing? Well, I know, I know historically he probably sang Psalm 118, but here's the deal. I just, you got, I'm just trying to provoke you to just start thinking about what God thinks. How would Jesus approach God in worship? Would he come like, Lord, please forgive me, Lord? Or would he be like, oh, there's no end to the affection you have for me? And just delight in, in God. Abba, belong to me. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. I think I might be done. Did you guys get enough? I don't know. I, I just I think I. I can't get enough. I can't get enough. You're better than I thought you were. Hey. Wait. Would Jesus sing that? I don't know. I think he would. I think he likes it. Okay, I'm gonna give you two more scriptures, and I'm gonna pray. Okay. Two more scriptures, just write these down. Isaiah 55, verses 8 through 9. Isaiah 55, verses 8 through 9. He says this. He says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways. And as high as the heavens are above the earth, my thoughts are higher than yours, and my ways are higher than yours. That's Isaiah 55, verses 8 through 9. And we know that's the higher way of thinking again. Write this verse down. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16. It says, who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor? But we have the mind of Christ. So here's the, here's the progression. Old Testament, people aren't thinking like God's thinking. New Testament, we all have the ability to think like God thinks. Sometimes we, we, we just rationalize it away. So you're like, well, I can't think like God, so he, he just works in mysterious ways. <laughs> hey, that's fine, and I get that. God is bigger than we can ever comprehend. But the reality is, he actually took his thoughts that are way higher, and he raised you up with him in Christ. Yeah. And since you've been raised with Christ, think on those things. And, he's, and he, now he's beginning, he put his mind in our mind, and he took our, his thoughts and put them in our mind. Wow. Wow. The, it's like overwhelming for us, because it's like outnumbering the grains of sand on the seashore. And there's a lot of people on the earth. 
So like seven billion times seven billion thoughts. You know what I mean? Like, and that's all accessible to us. And you actually have the ability to think like God. That is the Bible. And this all comes through relationship with the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit that relays God's thoughts to us. And so my heart for tonight is to provoke you. I, I want to provoke you to pursue a relationship with the Holy Spirit and, and in through the Scriptures. And ask the Holy Spirit, have conversations with Him, because sometimes we're going to actually have to ask Him some questions and say, like, Lord, what do you think about this? Yeah. And allow Him to bring up a Scripture to mind, search it out in the Word, or just let Him talk to you. And I believe that the Lord is actually going to begin to deposit His mind into our mind. Because it already is actually happened as a finished work of the cross. We have the mind of Christ. But there's something about developing this. How many of you know we have to actually participate in the process? Yeah. We have to actually start saying no to some things and saying yes to some other things. Mm-hmm. We have to start saying no to useless arguments and saying yes to encouragement. We have to start saying no to, to hatred and, and dissension and saying yes to love and empowerment. And then when that happens, our minds start being renewed, and that's called being renewed by the transform, or being transformed by the renewing of your mind. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Let's stand together. Did you get something tonight? Yes. (laughs) Maybe, Daniel, can you play in the key of A? I'm going to Canada, so I was trying to get up in that, hey. in that realm. Um, Jesus actually, at the end, after he resurrected, Jesus, Bible says in Luke 24 that he opened their minds so they can understand the scriptures. He opened their mind. And so I'm going to pray for you, and I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to just, to just do what he can only do, is, is, is open our minds so we can see things in scriptures. I, I'm telling you, the last two weeks, I just... Even when I was sitting there on Monday morning crying like a little baby, the Lord showed me that verse, it is not good for man to be alone. And I started realizing the importance of people, the importance of all you guys in my life and the different people that I have in my life that I know that, wow, it wasn't just a husband-wife thing, like it actually is a community thing. But this was because Holy Spirit was doing something in me. It wasn't just because some random thing. I read that verse dozens of times. But Holy Spirit dropped the verses. I kept hearing it come up in my spirit. It's not good for man to be alone. I was like, oh, that's so good. And so I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to do the same thing in our lives and to increase and turn it up, to accelerate that. Lord, right now, in Jesus' name, Holy Spirit, we just welcome you to come in a revelatory kind of way. Lord, just just open your hands and just whatever way is good for you to receive, whatever way is easy for you to have your heart open mind open to receive. Jesus, I pray just like you did for uh, the disciples at the end of Luke 24, where you said you opened your mind so they could understand the scriptures. Holy Ghost, I ask you to do the same for us right now in Jesus' name. I ask you for the realm of the glory to, to be awakened over each one of us, Lord, and that we would see things in the Bible that we never saw before, that even the Holy Spirit would bring to remembrance things that we've read before we didn't understand, but all of a sudden you got the understanding because the Holy Spirit came. Holy Spirit, we need you. Holy Spirit, we honor you. And and we thank you that you actually are the teacher. You're the one who teaches us all truth. 
Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus for our relationship with the Holy Spirit to, to grow from this day on, that we would have the mind of Christ. You are the one who relates to us the mind of Christ. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would just fill us afresh right now. Fill us afresh today. Lord, that we would have your thoughts in our thoughts. Not just our thoughts, but your thoughts, God. Let our thoughts merge with yours so we can't even tell the difference anymore. Lord, in the name of Jesus. And I thank you. The glory is always broadcasting. The, the glory is always broadcasting blessing. And I pray that we would tap into that realm. Lord, the goodness of God that's way better than everything that we've ever imagined about you. The God who does exceedingly and abundantly above all that we ask or think. Lord, let the realm of your spirit come on us. Lord, I pray, clothe us with the Holy Ghost. Clothe us tonight with the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' mighty name, I thank you for it, Lord. I thank you for a generation who has a relationship with the person of the Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray that you would fill us. Fill us once again. Fill us once again. Just come upon us right now, Lord. Come upon us right now in Jesus' mighty name. Come upon us right now, Lord, in Jesus' name. Oh, just take a few moments to just ask Him to, to, to come with the spirit of revelation. In Jesus' mighty name. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that you would fill us. Yes, fill us. And come on our minds. Come on our minds. Thank you, Lord, that, this, that the spirit of fear has no place in us. And Lord, that the power of your spirit brings fruit and it brings love. It brings joy. It brings peace. Sweet Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord. There is nothing like you, love. Lord, there is nothing like you, love. I just want to be where you are. Holy Spirit, I just want to be near your heart.
And we just fellowship with you, Holy Spirit. Uh, some of you might wonder why I always say sweet Holy Ghost. It's just because a couple weeks ago, I had an encounter and the Holy Spirit came on me and I just had nothing else to say. <laughs> and every time I just enjoy His presence, I just wanted to say sweet, sweet Holy Ghost. Sweet Holy Ghost. I don't know what else to say other than I just enjoy being where you are, Lord. You sweet, sweet Holy Ghost. Sweet, sweet presence. It's the realm of your glory that changes us. We put our faith in the power of God. Our faith doesn't rest because someone had clever things. Our faith rests in this realm right here that we're experiencing. Our belief is in the supernatural power of God. Ah. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Just for just like maybe 60 more seconds, just tell them your affection tonight. Just, just love on the, on the person of the Holy Spirit. Love, love. Sweet, sweet Holy Ghost. Sweet, sweet Holy Ghost. I love you, Jesus. Sweet, sweet Holy Ghost. Oh, I love you. are defeated and Holy Ghost we just thank you for that we love you tonight Lord I pray that you would take each one of us in this throughout our days I pray that you would even surprise us with this like there's a verse in the song of Solomon that says draw me and I will run after you I pray for these things that in the midst of us stressing out about finals in the midst of us dealing with car issues and work things and all that, draw us and we will run away after you. Whether it's 30 seconds or 30 minutes, I'm asking Holy Spirit that you would mark each person in this room with a sense of hunger that would pull us into these places. Thank you, Lord. You have something to do? No worries, man. <laughs> and so I believe you for this, Lord, and I thank you for it. And I thank you for a generation who, who, who uh, are not in a hurry. Not so much in a hurry that they can't take a moment to be with the Holy Ghost and get some thoughts from heaven. And I thank you for that. And that, even that thing that I was talking about between perfection and excellence, I thank you for a generation who is in this room, 
pursuing excellence, doing the best they have with what they have with all of their heart as an honor to the Lord Jesus. Because that's how God thinks. He went all the way to the cross, so we're going to go all the way in for the things that you've called us to. There's such a good realm in this room right now. I don't want to leave, but I want to honor your time and, and just let you know, like, uh, this is this is officially the end of the night. <laughs> I bless you guys in the name of Jesus, and maybe maybe we could just play some soft music for a little bit if you're still in that moment. If not, then go for it. Just if you need to if you need to go, I know I understand it. There's some finals happening and all that stuff, so definitely want us to be the best that we can be in those areas too. So I just bless you guys and. And I uh, just encourage you, all that stuff we did tonight was definitely what the Lord was on with the community and just talking to people and saying that, that simple question of like, hey, dude, how are you really doing? I want to continue to encourage you to, to go with that, man. So I bless you guys in the name of Jesus. If you agree, say amen.